Punching Holes in the Darkness is a podcast by the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. It's an opportunity for pastors and leaders in Michigan churches to have their voices heard and to share how to best reach our mission field from Detroit to the Upper Peninsula. Well, so glad to have you join us today on Punching Holes in the Darkness, the podcast of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, today, of course, we're going to have Dr. Kevin Izell from the North American Mission Board. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation and this interaction with him as we talk about his friends, his family, uh, ministries that are going on at the North American Mission Board, the difficulties, the joys. It's just going to be a great podcast. Look forward to you being part of this podcast today in Punching Holes in the Darkness. Friends, we want to welcome today uh, One Mission TV as our sponsor here at uh, Punching Holes in the Darkness podcast. They have been an invaluable partner with us since I've come here to uh, the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. What they effectively have done is they took all of our media resources and we put them together in this one neat package that One Mission TV takes care of. They're just doing an admirable job for us and have really taken us to a different level in our media work. Here's some things they've done for us. They've done web design, they can do logo design, designs for print materials, and of course, any kind of video presence and, and recording you'd like to do. And uh, they've really helped us enhance our online presence as they can for you. Great guys, great partners. You will be glad you have done this. They're really a one call media company and I think you'll be blessed by using One Mission TV. And friends, if you want to contact One Mission TV, you can do so at info at onemission.tv. That's info at onemission.tv. Today, we have the privilege of uh, having Dr. Kevin Ezell with us, the president of the North American Mission Board, a dear friend and a great leader in our convention. So Kevin, thank you for taking the time to be with us today and uh, how are things going in your life? Everything going well? Hey, honored to do so. Well, I, absolutely. We're just trying to navigate like everyone else is and uh, it's given us a chance to uh, broaden some of the, the things that we've done and be creative. So uh, yeah, doing, doing really well. Just ready to, I feel like a caged animal, man. I'm ready to get out and get going, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we all feel that way. You know, I don't know what y'all are doing there, but you know, one of these days we're going to be able to go to a restaurant and sit down and eat a meal together with someone. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a, I'm just ready to move on. I know everybody is, but and, and at the same time, you, you know, you, um, you don't know when you see somebody, you don't know how nervous they are as you don't know to elbow tap or exactly. You know, to, you know, and so it's, it's, uh, it's just weird. Cause well, I think we're basically relational people and it just really uh, puts us at a deficit when we can't, we can't do that. I've, I've found when people going back to church, they, you know, the, one of the best parts about it is the, obviously the relationships and the sense of community. And so it's just a challenge. Yeah. Those are real challenges. Hey, by the way, Cal, how long have you been at the North American mission board? Hey, it's kind of you to ask, uh, in September, it'll be 10 years. And so 10 years. Man, yeah. I remember yeah. I remember well when you first came <laughs> on in those days. And gosh, it doesn't seem like 10 years ago, though. 
Yeah, the best six years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that it, it, well. Well, listen, you've been there 10 years. What's, what's the most encouraging thing uh, that's going on at NAM right now? I mean, it's what, what encourages and really brings you joy about the work of the North American Mission Board right now? Yeah, it's just the individual stories of, of lives being changed. And, and you, you've got them there in Michigan. You see uh, a pockets of where God's just doing incredible things. And, and that's from the Northeast, the Southwest, West, all over, that you wish you had time to sit down with every member of the Southern Baptist Convention for about 30 minutes at a Cracker Barrel and say, hey, let me tell you about this church planter in this particular area and what they did and the church that they planted that is planting another church and the just the incredible generosity of Southern Baptist and how they're making a difference. Because we live in such a negative time, it seems like, where just the news and all the challenges that we're going through, but there's so many things that God's doing in the, even in the midst of that um, that I wish everyone could see. And when I get the blessing of getting to see things going on at a 30,000-foot level in the SBC, and, uh, man, I'm just so grateful for the courageousness of our pastors to the generosity of our Southern Baptist. And it, it's an incredible, it's a, it's a really good time. It's just sometimes, uh, obviously, that doesn't make the news feed. It's uh, some of the negative things that seem to dominate. Well, that's, that's good. And I know uh, moving from a senior pastorate position of a growing church, a church planning church, you came into a an organization, you move to a different area. Uh, I, I forgot to ask you early on, but how's your family doing with all of this? And how's your wife doing, your children and your um, grandkids? Because we like to know about that things about you as well. You know, I know you're a real person. You're not just a president and head of an agency, uh, but you're a real guy like the rest of us. Tell me about your family. What's going on with them? Well, thanks for asking, Tim. The, we have six kids. Real fast. My oldest two daughters are both married and each have three children. Uh, they each adopted uh, one, and so uh, and they're doing fantastic. Nothing like being a grandparent. So I have six grandkids. We have six kids, and our my uh, oldest son is about to finish his MBA out in California at California Baptist. And then our youngest three we adopted from three different countries: uh, Philippines, China, and Ethiopia. And so uh, JM's doing fantastic. He's out in Maui working for a missions group called Haggai Ministries as their video and uh, photographer and then um, my daughter from china just graduated high school a week ago and she's oh, going man. to cedarville in ohio and then uh we're we're down to one uh she's going to be a junior michael n and she's from ethiopia and so but they're all doing great thanks so much for asking my wife's doing doing really well just everybody's navigating this we've got you know normally i have to travel quite a bit and so that we really have enjoyed the family time and uh learn to play a lot of games. And I, you know, I'm, I'm only one of three women in my house. Now we have our two youngest daughters <laughs> and my wife. So I've had to watch a lot of girly shows, you know, uh, 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 but, but, but I survived it. We're having a good time. Thanks for asking your kind. Well, well, we just, we love your family and we've watched from afar many times and most of us here in the, in the convention. And uh, it's been a fun thing to watch and see how God is, uh, grown a family around you and how you guys brought kids in and, uh, and then what's your children have children and how you've reacted as a grandfather, uh, being a granddad's pretty cool stuff. I've got, I have five granddaughters myself and, uh, they're a lot yeah. different than boys. I 
fallout, by the way. They do not act the same way. It doesn't take much to get them to melt down on you. You know, you just got to be uh, careful. A lot of drama, a lot of drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, but I just love it, you know, and the, especially now they're age where they can really communicate well and, you know, Poppy take me to Target, you know, when the, when the mom and dad won't do it, like, Poppy will take me there. You Absolutely. Know, I just, I love that. <laughs> Well, that's, that really is the joy. In fact, in one of my, I do a uh, uh, fireside chat every morning. I do, it's kind of a quiet time thing. Part of it this morning was out of the Psalms and it talked about uh, seeing your children's children. And I talked about grandchildren. So it's, it's, it's a joy. And uh, yeah, you're normal. You're a pretty normal guy, Kevin. We found out yet. Yeah, so it's uh that's, yeah. that's a good thing. I'm extremely hey. normal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, those are some of the things that bring you, we ask about what brings you joy and excitement about what God's doing at NAM and through the North American Mission Board. What is the, what's some of those difficult things you deal with? Because, you know, as a leader of an agency or anyone who's in leadership, there's a huge bullseye usually painted right on your forehead. And there's someone always wanting to shoot at you or can, uh, criticize or, or something like that. But, and so you leadership, particularly in a large uh, organization like the North American Mission Board, can be difficult at times. What's some of the most difficult things that you're having to deal with? And, and I'm not asking for a particular issue or something, and I'm not looking to uh, get names or that nature. Sure. Just what are some of the things that you're trying to deal with it that are tough decisions to make right now? Yeah, I think the hardest part is, you know, when you're a pastor and you have an issue with somebody or somebody has an issue with you, you just go, you sit down with them and you talk through it and, and uh, you get on the same page. That's how I always led. I just went, tried to go straight to the problem and fix it. When you're at an entity um, that's a North American entity, you know, you have people hear something and they just assume it's the truth and then they operate on something that's, a, that's not the truth and they, do, they form these opinions and and that's the hardest part is you want people to to have accurate information and the one of the most disappointing things is the naiveness of many of our pastors I, I love our pastors but for them to hear something and just believe it you know it's like look where did you hear that well and and it, they heard it three years ago it's funny I had a had a guy it's funny I would say it's sad actually I had a guy from um, Alabama come up to me and said, you know, I heard something about you five years ago and, and man, I just, you know, I, and since then I've said this and said that, and then I found out it wasn't true. And I just want to apologize. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, man, I sure wish you'd call me five years ago, you know? And so it's just, it's just like I had a deacon was in my church. He come up and says, pastor, uh, I want to ask you something, man. I'm just really upset and want to ask you something. And, and I said, sure, what's wrong? And, you know, you can ask me anything. He said, I hear you're going to move the church and not tell anybody. <laughs> like, you way overestimate me, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. But, so it's, it's that, you know, that sometimes I'm just like, are you seriously? I mean, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I'm just doing the best I can. But, um, but sometimes you just think, hey, look, seriously, you, that, that's just not, you know, you, you, Tell me you don't really believe that, you know, people, have, <laughs> people have way too much time on their hands. And, oh, uh, and, and, and a lot of our, you know, guys, they forget that 80% of North America are not on Twitter. And, <laughs> and so uh, more than that. 
Yeah, well, it's honestly that that is accurate. It's over eighty oh. percent, so it's crazy. It's it, sometimes people get in these worlds and they, um, you know, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so grateful for Southern Baptists and their generosity and their commitment to missions. And we have so much to be thankful for, and uh, that's what I want guys to see. We really working together. We are stronger. We have a lot. We have things to be fixed. We do, but but my word, it's uh, you know, there's some good things going on. Yeah. And you know, I, I, Kevin, as, as pastors and leaders, we all deal with that. If, if people would just follow biblical directives, like if you have ought against your brother or something wrong, you go yeah. to him and you deal yeah. with it. You talk to them, yeah. you interact with them. Uh, that's been my, the principle that I've utilized over the years. It works well. And I encourage my people. I'm, I'm a transitional interim at a pastor, a church right now. And I'm, I'm preaching through the book of James and I deal with all of that in James, of course, in, uh, yeah tongue and all that, how people react to one another. And, and yeah, there's about 80% are not on Twitter, and, but I'll guarantee you that most of them are not on the feed and are not connected to you. And they're not in that conversation with that other guy. So it's a very minuscule, very small part, but yet that seems to get amplified. And one of the issues, of course, of media that we deal with is how people can hide behind a computer screen and say anything and there's right. really no recourse or response. So I, I understand that, and it's frustrating. And I've had to deal with that some here in our state. Uh, I just want people to be honest and open and transparent. And that's one of the things I, I, would, I know about you, uh, Kevin, is that if one of our pastors ever had an issue or ever had a question or ever had a concern, they can contact you and talk with oh. you. Oh, heavens, I don't, yeah, that, that's the, the, the thing is uh, people say, wow, you know, I tried to get, get a, had, this happened the other day. I, I got tried to, I've been trying to contact you for years. I said, well, how did you do that? Did you call me? Or, my email is kezel at nam.net. Nobody filters it. It comes straight to me. And if you can't remember that, the idiot at nam.net comes to me. And so, and I just talked to a pastor of Wyoming yesterday and man, had the best time talking to Chris from Wyoming pastor's memorial there. And, and that, that's the blessing to me. I, I'm not that smart. I've not written books, but I am accessible. And so if you have a question, ask it. And that's the best way. Don't just harbor, you know, some frustration or even curiosity. If you're curious about something, man, just ask. And uh, that's the fun of it to me. I, the, the part I miss most is I, I'd prefer to be a pastor. You know that. And yes. Um, mm-hmm. And because I just love the relationships and, and it, it gets old being on a you know, Delta flight and uh, a few nights in a Hampton Inn. That's not that, uh, it's not that sexy. <laughs> as people and just so you know, those eggs are not real. They're not. No, they're real. not real. I promise you, they're not real. I don't know where they came from or what they did to them, but by the time they get to our plate, they are nasty. Oh my goodness! Oh, I found that I could go with the yogurt and get some yogurt and maybe some granola and get out of there because that's a oh, it's a tough deal. That's funny. Well, Kevin, I just want pastors to know that you are accessible. And if there's ever a question or ever a concern, just contact you. And if they have trouble contacting you or they can't, for some reason, they can't get an email address, then contact me and I'll be glad to get them in contact with you. And that's one of the things I've encouraged pastors and other leaders and other state Mm -hmm. convention leaders to uh, just go to the source. 
just go to the source. Don't believe what you see in the media. Uh, my dad used to say this, and he was, he was not an educated man by any stretch of the imagination. I think he made it through the eighth grade. Uh, but he said, son, don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I, I said, okay, dad, I got, but he was true. It was true. Yeah. And, it's accurate, uh, and that's what we should be. Well, anyway, uh, Kevin, during this uh, COVID-19 uh, epidemic that we've been dealing with the pandemic, uh, many of our churches, of course, have been cloistered. They've, they've had to separate themselves, could not meet corporately. They've had difficulty with that. Uh, some of them are starting to come back. One of the things that I've found is it wasn't, I thought it was difficult stopping meeting together corporately. Not nearly as difficult as bringing them back together. Oh, my goodness. That's, yeah. uh, that's been quite a challenge. But in that, of course, there's been some uh, residual, I guess, call, if you want to call it damage or effects, uh, with our Annie Armstrong Easter offering. That all hit right when that was to be the, the, the focus of the North American Mission Board. And right. uh, it, it, Kevin, am I correct? Is about 50% of the funding comes through Annie Armstrong? Is that correct? No, absolutely. It's over 50. It's like 52, 55%. And, okay. uh, and you're right, it did hit. And we're, you know, it looks like it's going to be about a 20% a decrease, which is uh, $12 million. The Danny offering is over 60. We had, we were so blessed. The last three years, we had the largest ever, three years in a row, uh, over 60 million. So 20% uh, of that is uh, roughly $12 million. And, and so, but, you know, the thing is, uh, one of our core values is to do more with less. And we're just grateful for the sacrificial giving of Southern Baptist. And we're going to do the very best we can with every dollar they send us. Not going to whine about what we don't have. We're going to make the most of what we do have. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it is a hit, but because of the faithfulness of Southern Baptist giving through the cooperative program and Annie, um, you know, we, we, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep every missionary on the field and we're not going to cut evangelism $1. We're not going to cut church planning $1. Um, we may be having to walk everywhere we go, but we're not going to cut evangelism <laughs> or church planning. Friends, I want to introduce to you one of our new partners. It is GuideServe. They are our financial partner who helps us take care of all of our nickels and noses, so to speak. Uh, GuideServe is an outsourced accounting partner for our Baptist State Convention of Michigan. Uh, GuideServe provides professional accounting solutions to churches and ministries all across the country. And they offer, they truly offer some comprehensive accounting and payroll solutions to organizations ranging from just beginning church plant to large churches and expansive ministries. And listen, if you'd like to know more about them, you can visit their website at guideserve.com or send them an email at info at guideserve.com. And by the way, if you mention BSCM, uh, when you do, it'll be a benefit to us as well. So welcome our new partner, GuideServe. Because of the faithfulness of Southern Baptist given through the cooperative program in Annie, we're going to keep every missionary on the field, and we're not going to cut evangelism $1. We're not going to cut church planning $1. Kevin, that 
that speaks volumes. And I hope that as our pastors and leaders are listening to this, that they hear that clearly because you hear all kinds of stuff. Oh, they're going to slash this. They're going to slash that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just encouraged that uh, there's a vision that does not change no matter what circumstances might be, but the vision for the North American mission board and what God has called the North American mission board to accomplish continues on and moves forward. And with that, you talked a little bit about evangelism just then. Uh, tell me about what's going on with Johnny Hunt and evangelism. I know I thought that was just a brilliant, brilliant move on your part to even ask him, one, on his part to come and be part of what God is doing there at the North American Mission Board. But tell me a little bit about what ha- is happening in the area of evangelism under the leadership of Dr. Johnny Hunt. And he has been fantastic. That's one of the most asked questions is, What's it like working with Johnny Hunt? And it has been a, a joy. It was a transitional year for him going from the pastorate, especially one so successful for so many years, uh, doing, you know, uh, working at, at, at NAM and, and working with somebody instead of being uh, the one that's, that's uh, pushing it. But he's been fantastic. The, the most, most challenged person in all of Southern Baptist Convention is Janet Hunt. <laughs> uh, because the COVID-19 hit and brother Johnny has stayed at home. And so no, it's funny things you don't know, things you don't know about him is like, he, he actually loves to cook. He does the grocery shopping and loves doing it. And, uh, but honestly, I, I, you know, there's some people that you, you see in a platform and you grow to appreciate and love them from a distance. And then you get to know them. And sometimes in my life, the more I've gotten to know somebody, the less I respect and, and admire them, the more I got to know them. He's like, man, they're not what I thought they were. The opposite is true with Dr. Johnny Hunt or brother Johnny, we call him is the more I've gotten to know him, the closer I've gotten to him man, the more I respect him and admire him. And he's the real deal 24 seven. He loves pastors and, and wants, and, and, and is the very best spokesman to do all we can to, to help encourage churches to be more evangelistic. And, you know, uh, we feel like we know it's going to take more than one year and one guy to turn this thing around. Right. Baptism were down 7% last year. They're down 3% this year. We feel like we're starting to stop the leak, but, but it's going to take a lot more. Every church focused uh, on evangelism. The fact is, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the convention in Michigan baptized as many people last year as it did this year. Zero. You know, NAM right. baptized as many as it did Absolutely. last year. That's correct. Zero. It's churches that local have to church. own this. We've got to all own it, but local churches do this. And, and brother Johnny's just done a fantastic job. And, and I, I actually asked him for three years to do this. And, I, and so I'm so grateful that he's, uh, been willing to do it and he's just I, I could not be more grateful to have somebody on the team well we're excited about it we of course we've had some of the conferences that he's done and then who's your one and all the others programs that are coming out of that have been so helpful and our and our our pastors have engaged with that or in and are connecting with that and uh, we believe it's making a difference. Our, our baptism numbers were up quite a bit last year as far as the whole state. Uh, God's right. blessing that. We're just seeing some good things happen. So uh, right. I, I'm just thrilled to have Johnny on board and seeing him right. uh, lead in that area. Uh, you also have a new, uh, also another staff member that's come on recently, Brian Wright, to help in the area mm-hmm. of Send Relief. 
And I think that was another great, great coup. You just, I was, well, I was just blown away that you were able to get him as well. But uh, it seemed like he is really loving what he's doing. Oh, he's fantastic. And what, not only Brian, uh, but the, the unique thing is the, the new partnership we have with IMB, where Sin Relief is now national and international. And rarely you see two entities work together. And I'm so grateful for Paul Chitwood and the friendship and the partnership there. Uh, so um, Brian is doing a, a great job. We have him right now traveling. Matter of fact, today he's going to Las Vegas to see uh, um, one of our sex trafficking um, ministries we have, Sin Relief. We don't do a lot of publicity about sex trafficking and all. Some of it has to be confidential because they work with the FBI and all. But but uh, but he's going around getting familiar and getting eyes on what we're doing nationally. And hopefully the international airways will open up so he can go and see some things internationally as well. But um, and he's, he, uh, I just talked to him yesterday. We feel we have a really strong 10 year plan. Uh, and so, um, we're going to work that plan. And, and, and we really do believe that you meet needs and change lives. We have to see, we have to get churches to see the needs in the shadow of their own steeple. It's important to go all over the world, but there are needs right where they are. When you look at the foster care system in Michigan and, and you look at, at the poverty and the, 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 the challenges you have in the inner cities, man, it, you're so much to be done right where you are. And, and we, uh, I cannot wait. And we're, and we're not backing up. You know, the mission moves forward. I mean, COVID's hit. We're down, uh, you know, 20%, Annie, perhaps 10 to 15% CP nationwide, which is ultimately, as I said, 16 million, but we're going to be, we're, we're aggressive. We're going to move forward. You don't run away from a crisis. You run into it when you're a mission board. And so um, I could not be more thrilled that Bryant's where he is and, uh, and making a significant difference already. Wow. We, we are too. Uh, just say some of the reports and some of the uh, videos and different things that come out of NAM about what's happening with Send Relief. Uh, we just feel like that's going to take it to the new le next level. Of course, disaster relief is part of that. And, it's been uh, functioning and working. In fact, we just had a, uh, a flood here. Maybe you remember that in Midland. Uh, some dams burst in Midland. We, have our, uh, we uh, released our disaster relief teams to go there and do work. And because of the support and the, uh, that we get through the North American Mission Board, we're able to help a lot of families there who were flooded in uh, Midland area. Here, right here in Michigan. And of course, our teams right. go to other places as well. And disaster relief is, is a great arm of that and part of the umbrella work of send relief so thank thanks Absolutely. for doing that we're, and we're so glad that brian's there and, and doing a great job well listen kevin let's talk a little bit if while we still have some time here about the future of church planting here in north america and uh michigan so uh how do what do you see as the future of church planting now even though we've had kind of a little pause uh for this pandemic Talk a little bit about church planning, if you would, please. Yeah, there's always going to be an asterisk around 2020, you know, because we've, right. we've not been able to do any assessments. So we have, my word, we have, you know, we have a backup of assessment uh, with, that we want to start doing in October. And so we feel like 2021 will be a very strong year because we have so many back. But the, the future, um, we, we have to stay focused on the task. What we we must do though is to emphasize the calling of the called we have to get our pastors to see and look inward in their churches where are the next generation of missionaries 
Um, we, we have to increase the pipeline, or if you want to use a baseball analogy, we need the farm system to be fully developed where, where we have more and more church planters. We need high-capacity church planters. You see the difference right there in Michigan. We have a high-capacity planter come in and plant a church, and then they multiply that church into several other churches. I mean, we, we just have to focus on, I think you see the health of any denomination based on uh, the ones they're sending out. And we have got to cultivate nationally and internationally more missionaries in the pipeline. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're, we're encouraged by church planting here in, in Michigan because we know that that is our future. That does not mean we uh, don't support and want and our existing churches and healthy churches. We want our churches to be healthy, but we want our churches to be sending out church planters well, and planting churches and starting to, because that is the future. We know right. that we have no doubt about it. And a healthy uh, things reproduce. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. Uh, we have some, some great, as you mentioned, some great church planters here in our state. Uh, we have some new ones come on that I met with one that's a church plant off of a church plant. I met with them uh, this week. We had lunch with them and uh, their, their talk was, and they're, they had started, I mean, the 1st of March, they started in a school, and then they got shut down. And, right. But they're still going, and they're expanding, and they're talking about planning a church. And they're right. just a few months old and have been going through this yeah. whole pandemic, and uh, yet their heart and their passion is to plant another church. And he said, and he would talk, and he said, man, Help me find church planters. Help me find some guys. I just yep. need some really good guys. So yep. that's exciting, uh, and I believe yep. that is our future, Kevin. Yeah, and they're tenacious. I, these, these church planters, I'm so grateful. They, they're, they're focused, and, but, but we have got to focus on uh, filling that pipeline and getting people in the pipeline. Well, absolutely. Well, Kevin, listen, we're, we're coming kind of close to the end of our time here. Is there anything that sure. you'd like to say or anything that's on your heart and mind you'd like to share with us here in Michigan? No, I just want, I'm so grateful for you, Tim, and the partnership with Michigan, and we are stronger together. And what's a blessing in the SBC where we can, um, we can root for one another. <laughs> you know, I often tell people it's, 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 it's both and. I was on a convention call the other day with a lot of pastors saying, hey, how can, how can we, uh, a better relate. And I said, you got to, the, the best way for us to, to better relate is to understand we are each other. I mean, uh, I'm all for Michigan, ba- Michigan uh, convention. And in that case, it was the Georgia convention. And, uh, and I'd hope that they'd be for, for Nam. I'm a Kentucky fan. Okay. I admit <laughs> it, but, but Kentucky's in the SEC. And so I root for Kentucky and I root for any team in the SEC and, and, and there's no conflict there. And so that, that's, to me, the, you know, to see that we're all in this together. If Michigan succeeds, well, then we feel like we're helping succeed. We just want to add gas to a fire. And, and you got a lot of things going in the incredible in positive direction and the synergy that you have. And we just want to be more and more a part of um, the solution. And I just want you to know, and I want Michigan pastors to know, you have a friend at NAM, and, man, we, we want to come in and, and help in any way we possibly can. And just so grateful for you, Tim, and thankful that you, you 
you're there and investing your life there. Well, thank you, Kevin. It's a privilege. Thank you for the kind words. Well, listen, folks, it's been a great, great podcast here with Dr. Kevin Ezell of the North American Mission Board. Uh, he's taken a few minutes here to be with us, and hopefully we can have him back again for another podcast. But thank you for joining with us. It's a joy to have you here in Michigan and being part of the Baptist State Convention of Michigan, or if you're in another state, come join us as together we choose to punch holes in the darkness right here in our state. God bless you. This has been Punching Holes in the Darkness, a podcast from the Baptist State Convention of Michigan. If you have liked this episode, please rate us and leave a review. That will help others to find us and enjoy these conversations too. And if you subscribe, you will be notified when new episodes are available. Join us next time as we help Michigan churches punch holes in the darkness.